Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, you can't get fooled again. Let's see, when do you want to start, do you think? Oh, anytime. We can start at any time. Anytime. Anytime we can start. You want me to count down? Ooh, that's kind of fun. Five, four, three. Mm. When do we start, though? After one. Oh, I see. After one. Not you don't start on two. No, no. no. Five, four, three, two, one. I start now. <laughs> Welcome to the show, everyone. That's Marcus Parks. I'm Ben Kissel. Uh, this is Abe Lincoln's Top End. Yes, it is. That's the name of the show that you're currently listening to. Absolutely. And thanks for listening to it. And get out there. This, there's this iTunes thing. Yeah. People can't get enough of it. It's like a, a huge phenomenon. They love it. So go to iTunes and leave a review saying, oh, Ben sounds so good. And Marcus, he's a dreamboat. Something like that. You know, <laughs> that'll be usually good. you're the one that gets the dreamboat comments. I've gotten a lot of that recently. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Ladies like a fat head, you know, <laughs> and I got one of those. I got one of the largest heads in the East Coast. No doubt about it. It's huge. It's huge. But it houses a lot of information. Uh, of course, it was July 4th weekend. Mm-hmm. Marcus, we celebrated. Yes, uh, we did. Right here in New York City. We celebrated in Brooklyn, Greenpoint. Great place to celebrate July 4th because you're reminded that the Polish are still here. <laughs> oh, my God. So many Polish people in Greenpoint the yeah. whole day. It's July 4th. <laughs> and and they're, they're speaking uh, in this language, Polish. Polish. And it's an ugly language. They founded the neighborhood. I'll tell you, just because you didn't have food, don't pretend like your mouth is constantly full of meat. <laughs> you know, that's the thing with the... They, they, their, their entire tongue, their entire language, it's like the fat kids in that movie Hook. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. But <laughs> Cannonball. Cannonball, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But there was no food on that table, but they imagined (laughs) the food on the table, and then they ate wonderful turkey legs, potato salads, uh, great macaroni and cheese dishes. Yeah, various colored goops. Same thing with the Polish. (laughs) No food in Poland forever, so they just pretended like their mouths were constantly full, Mm -hmm. and then we moved them all over to Greenpoint, Brooklyn, and uh, they're still here even in 2014 during our July 4th celebration. Well, all of us nice homogenous white people are doing our best to get them out. Now, nah, well, that's fine. That's a gentrification <laughs> nobody's talking about. The poor white Polish. people displacing the white people. Yeah, white yeah. on white displacing. Di- yeah. Well, smint. Smint. D- Displacement. Displace. Displacing. Dis- displacement. <laughs> Displacement, of course. But it was a great July 4th holiday. We had the fire uh, fireworks going off. I've been calling them sky tomatoes, and I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. I just like the term sky tomatoes. It works. I like it, too. Yeah. I was reminded, uh, we used to go to the uh, July 4th celebrations in Stevens Point, Wisconsin, growing up. And my grandmother, every time a firework would go off, of course, it makes a loud noise. We yeah. all know this. This is the whole point of the damn firework. Yeah. 
is to simulate war. She would stand up, her pants would fall down, and she would go uh, just topple right over. <laughs> uh, every July 4th, she would stand up, start running, pants would fall down, and then she would just face plant it. Man, that was the show within the show. That was I, I loved it. I loved every second of those July 4th celebrations. Man, July 4th fireworks taught me the yeah. value of hard work. Hard earns a uh, day's work for mm-hmm. a hard-earned dollar because I used to I started uh, mowing lawns so I could make enough money to buy my own fireworks. Ain't that America? That it is. It's mm-hmm. the most American thing you could possibly do. Somebody doing a job that you would say, why is that young, slow boy mowing everybody's <laughs> yard? Well, I think he wants to buy some fireworks. Yeah. And that was the whole deal. Yeah, that was the whole deal. And by the way, I was a very intelligent child. <laughs> I was sharp. I know. I was the smartest kid. Well, you were the smartest Parks, <laughs> and that's good. No, obviously, you're a very smart uh, person. You're, you're, you're a smart adult, and I'm sure you were a smart kid. It was an American weekend, though. I sat through a uh, feature film. I went to, um, to a Union Square Cinemas, a great cinema place uh, right here in New York, and I watched Dinesh D'Souza's movie called America. What's it all about, you ask? <laughs> it's not a clever name. It's about America. Uh-huh. And uh, it was it was an interesting experience because obviously it's a more right-wing film. This is the fellow who made Obama 2016. Mm-hmm. And so I was expecting to see either nobody or only the whitest of the individuals that sur- that live here in New York City in the movie theater. But it was a very diverse crowd. Wrong. Yeah, very diverse and very it was it was so that was nice. And uh, the only part of the film that got a little bit controversial for uh, some black people in the audience and really for everybody uh, for everyone because it's a it, it, he does it's a very nice version of American history. Of course, most you conservative know. versions of history are very nice. Turns out there was one of the best laundromats on the face of the planet during the Revolutionary War. Because well, you should have seen these reenactors. <laughs> I mean, they were, they were sparkling. Not one stain on them. Beautiful. Mm. Every war scene, I was like, they got a good tailor. <laughs> Whoever's their tailor, who's ever cleaning up uh, these suits every evening after they have the world's most polite Revolutionary War. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that's what it made it look like. <laughs> the British were just like, no, okay, you don't want to hang out with us anymore. And then we said, we do not. And then that was and then it was a cordial handshake. <laughs> um, that was pretty much how he depicted it. But uh, slavery, he brought he, he went into slavery and basically one of his excuses was everybody's doing it. <laughs> you know, that was, that was one. Um, so that doesn't make America any better, but it makes us part of the world community mm-hmm. well we uh, did lead the world in it we were doing fine yeah well yeah. i mean i know brazil had a gigantic slave population oh, yeah south america in general had a huge uh, slave population all huge. of the uh haiti and uh, a lot of the uh, general a lot of the caribbean had a huge slave mm-hmm. population of course the sugar cane fields and all that uh but it was definitely an american hmm. thing north america yeah. and south america uh we so if, if you call it just if you call your movie america then yes he is right everybody was doing it in america everyone was doing it uh, it was a very, very popular tradition. I guess I would prefer to do the sugar canes <laughs> than <laughs> no, the cotton no, no, no. fields. No, the sugar canes. It sounds more fun. No, they died very fast. Yeah, yeah. The sugar canes were the most brutal of all the uh, slave jobs. Oh, okay. Yeah, it seems like. Uh, ooh, I. Uh, I go out to the fields. I lick one and I put one in the barrel. I lick one, but I I would just do it like that. Yeah. I would do it more like if a deer was working at the salt lick factory. <laughs> That's how I would act if I was a slave during at, uh, in a uh, sugarcane field. Yeah. But I would assume there's probably a process that goes... They probably don't taste good right from the ground. No, they don't. No. You yeah. could never be a cotton slave anyway. Too far to bend down for you. 
Oh, I would have just been dead. You know, I would have just been killed immediately. You know, but was uh, one interesting thing about it was all these black slave owners that I was unaware of. Apparently, there was quite a few of them. Yeah, it's. Uh, I did a little bit of reading up on this, and uh, it says that the majority of black slave owners were uh, people who bought family members, friends ah. uh, from slave owners, so they could emancipate them themselves, or at the very least, still say slave in name only. Sure. Uh, and but there were others that were very very much into owning slaves for economic gain. So this would not be a... Uh, I, I just feel this would be possibly a worst case scenario. I, <laughs> if you're black and then you're like go gets, get bought by a black fella, mm-hmm. the odds of that guy somehow being kinder than the white fella is small. It's going to go... I think He's the, sadistic. <laughs> He's a sadist. Yeah. No respect for you whatsoever. No sympathy. I would be terrified. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the uh, sociopathy, the psychopathy that must be on somebody who is black, and then they support slavery because they're making bank off of it. I mean, these guys, real businessmen. <laughs> Here's real, a, real Donald Trumps of the time. Here's a quote from a group of uh, free people of color in New Orleans. Uh, it says, the free, this is around the time of the Civil War breaking out, it says, the free color uh-huh. population of Louisiana own slaves and they are dearly attached to their native land and they are ready to shed their blood for her defense. They have no sympathy for abolitionism, mm. low, no love for the North, but they have plenty for Louisiana. They will fight for her in 1861 as they fought to defend New Orleans from the British in 1814 and 1815. How'd they lose? <laughs> you know? With an army like that, how do you lose? Yeah. It's a pretty strong bunch of people. Yeah. Controversial movie, though. Very controversial. I'd imagine it would be pretty controversial. What was yeah. the, some of the more controversial stuff they saw? Say? Well, the, the slavery stuff was really the most controversial I stuff. And then he so. went into, uh, he talked about this gal, this first black uh, female millionaire. She went around selling hair products and stuff. That's yeah. a very untold story. CJ, I believe her name uh, was. Madam CJ Walker. Yeah, so she was a millionaire and stuff, and no one really talks about that. That was kind of fun. And then, uh, you know, he just kind of equated it to uh, living in India. And I will say, America is better than India. I <laughs> said that before and I will say it again and uh, he basically the premise of the film was discussing thievery the notion that America has gotten its success and wealth through thievery mm-hmm. as opposed to uh, you know ingenuity and uh, you know private businesses and uh, overall self advancement and what side does he fall on he doesn't believe it <laughs> he doesn't believe America has ever done anything wrong and yeah. I, I, you know America has done some great things now we know, have but we sure. have done some wrong things a we've couple done of some wrong- very bad things well, the, uh, yeah I mean he, he definitely brushed over uh, like okay for example talking about the Native Americans he also sort of made the same argument that he made with slavery everyone was doing it um so he was talking about the chippewa and the uh, cherokee and all these tribes they used to fight with each other as well and oh, they the, used to murder each other which is true yeah the cherokee um, you mean the ones that we fucked over the most you know i think the cherokee we did fuck over the most because here's why because these were the the cherokee was the tribe that assimilated the most into american society became the most white and christian out of all of them yeah they uh did they were doing great in georgia they had a ton of land uh, nice and then they uh the american government decides like yeah we want to give that to white people and then they went on the trail of tears out mm-hmm. to oklahoma and a lot of them died yeah, well, because I think that was the, the they were the ones that we did the biggest switcheroo on. We did the switcheroo on a lot of Native Americans. A lot of switcheroo going on. A lot, a lot of treaties being signed mm-hmm. and then switcherooing it around. But they were that was the biggest switcheroo. Yeah, it reminds me. I was at a bar recently. Somebody <laughs> bought five shots, and then I was like, okay, I'll take one shot. You know what he didn't do? Pay for him. 
Yeah. I did. Oh. Yeah, one of those. That's the switcheroo <laughs> of 2014. He also did not blame. You know, I mean, when the when the uh, when the Spanish came over and murdered a bunch of them, I mean, the U.S. gets a little bit of heat for that. But we did not. do That was the Spanish. <laughs> if we're talking Mexico and South America. Yes, that sure. was the Spanish. It was the Spanish. Uh, but he also did not. He basically uh, equated the uh, smallpox outbreak to um, to the bubonic plague and, and things like that that happened over in Europe, giving very little um, very little mention of the fact that you know it's because we. If you got smallpox, come and rub it on these blankets. <laughs> well, no, the and small- then we'll send and we'll send, sell it to them. I heard the smallpox blankets were a myth. I don't know, man. Google it up. I feel like if they were a myth, that's probably best. <laughs> yeah, I would like that, that would uh, no, no, that is a total myth. The, no smallpox blankets. No, the smallpox blankets uh, were not a part of uh, America's founding. It was just, I mean, really, this whole smallpox hmm. thing, uh, when uh, like when America first came, or not when America, when the first settlers came to America, the pilgrims and whatnot, they brought the smallpox with them. And then when they came back, I think it was like 70 to 80% of the New England uh, Native American population had been wiped out by smallpox. They did some explorations and they found entire villages just absolutely emptied out because smallpox came in and just wiped them all out. And that is why we were able to defeat the Indians. Indians because if we would have gone in with their full strength, they would have mm-hmm. fucking murdered everyone. We right. never would have been able to beat them. But smallpox came in, did the uh, kind of, I guess they paved the way. It paved the way for sure. us on our way in. So the Europeans had a, uh, they had a, uh, they had the cheat code. They had the cheat code. Yeah, and they had an immunity to it at this point. Yeah. Because everyone has already gotten it. Not an immunity, but at the very least, a much stronger resistance. Because smallpox yeah. outbreaks still did happen in the West. I mean, the mm. smallpox vaccine didn't come about until, I think, the 1900s, something like that. Late 1800s, early 1900s. So, yeah, smallpox was a serious thing for a while, but white people were uh, much, much uh, more able to handle it than uh, the Native American population who had never been introduced into it because they did not keep a whole lot of domesticated animals. But we did. Yep. So Cows. because we were slightly more filthy, we were able to survive longer. <laughs> exactly. This is why I don't put Perel on your kids' hands. <laughs> exactly. Get a That's bunch of what. Smallpox. You know, people call me grubby. I call myself healthy. You are not grubby. <laughs> I've always said that. <laughs> Thank you. Not grubby, Marcus Parks. <laughs> so it was an interesting movie. Yeah. Uh, one fella did stand up and scream during the slavery portion. It was a black dude, and uh, he uh, was not happy with the. Uh, with the sort of whitewashing of history there, but uh, but overall, where did he scream? Oh, um, I think it was something about making excuses for slavery. Uh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, which it sort of does a little bit. I you think know. I, I, it talks I, about the white indentured servants as well. But mm-hmm. the thing about the white indentured servants. Uh, Easier for them to hide. Yeah. <laughs> Easier for them to run away, you know? And they went free eventually. After seven years, for the most part. It was yeah. seven years of indentured servitude. And, you know, I got credit card debt. <laughs> sort of similar to some degree, you know, back in the day. I'm not sure it is. Nah. I went to bed a very good slave at all. No, no. one, no one would have wanted me. I'm chatty. <laughs> Too chatty on the lines, you know? You talk back. I talk back. I would just get hit so hard so many times. But the thing when I get hit is, I don't do what you told me to do. What do you do? I just kind of just kind of sit there and lump out. <laughs> you know, I've been known to lump out all the time. I don't deal with. That's why I didn't like football. I didn't like my basketball coach. She was always screaming at me about random thing running and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's no good. You know what you got yourself? 
a lumped out center now. <laughs> I ain't trying to get off the bench. You know, don't yell at me. Don't scold me. But some people get more motivated by it. Mm-hmm. Would hate to be with one of these black slave owners, though. Mm. Oh, my goodness. You, know, you talk about indentured servitude. There were yeah. some black slave owners who owned indentured servants. They bought the debt from white uh, slave or from uh, white people. I would also hate to be a white man with a black slave owner. Oh, my goodness. That's what we call the old <laughs> experimentation slave. <laughs> my God. That would be, that's a Mangala situation. Mm. Mangala. Yeah, especially if that person was formerly a slave themselves. Oh, yeah. Mm. That would be intense stuff. Let's figure out if human beings can make oatmeal with just their thoughts. <laughs> and then just have a dude stare at an empty bowl and be like, when I come back in four hours, if there's not oatmeal in there, you're going to get the old cattle prod, <laughs> which is not good. It's terrible. You ever been shocked with a cattle prod? No, I've never. Oh, have, you ever, have you ever had a big electric shock? You know, I, I I don't know if I ever if I ever had. That's surprising. Why? <laughs> I don't know. You just seem like the type of guy that would run across some live wires once in his life. Well, you know, for some reason, my body was always just able to withstand the the the, the blow. You know, I, I got one shock one time. Mm -hmm. I ran. I was running, and I did hit a fence. And uh, I think it was supposed to keep the cows in. Yeah. Um, I didn't even notice. <laughs> you know, that's the kind of guy I am. You know, strong. Yeah. Uh, you know, but of course, a lot of people on, uh, you know, Saturday night in New York were doing things such as getting laid. Mm -hmm. And then other people were watching documentaries <laughs> or mockumentaries, <laughs> faux documentaries. Yeah. But it was interesting. And I, I do uh, like a lot of what the movie had to say. Um, but the music, I'll tell you, man, the music was bad. Yeah. The music is what you would expect a. Indian fella who came here 30 years ago who desperately wanted to get white people to like him. <laughs> That's the music that he enjoys. I can only imagine. So it's very, you know, the left has always won the music war. Always. And they always will. Well, not always. Well, I don't know. I would say Rage Against the Machine mm -hmm. or... Daryl Worley. <laughs> Daryl Worley. Yeah. I, uh, you're, if you're talking extreme left and extreme right, yeah. then yeah, 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 yeah. Left's going to win on that point. Definitely. Neil Young and Crazy Horse. Yeah. Versus Lee Greenwood. Yeah. Or Mike Huckabee and, and the Little Rockers. <laughs> Neil Young and Crazy Horse versus Mike, Mike Huckabee and the Little Rockers. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to go. No one's ever. No woman has ever kissed their husband hard or said, oh, you're guaranteed to get some of this sweet Susan this evening because you just presented me with two tickets to the Arkansas theater slash Taco Bell. <laughs> and we're going to go see Mike Huckabee and the Little Rockers. That's never gotten anybody laid no, in the not. history of humanity. No. Neil Young and Crazy Horse, that's, those are cool tickets to get. Yeah, 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 man. You know? Yeah, Cinnamon Girl comes on. You're gonna be making out. It was corny. The music in this, and the music in uh, America was it was really it was it, it'll it would it's ironic because it made you hate the country. Yeah, you know I'll understand that. I get but it that. Was good. You it know was, what doesn't make you hate the country? John Philip Sousa. Sousa. <laughs> we were watching John the, Philip Sousa. We were watching the fireworks and Stars mm. and Stripes Forever came on. It was a wonderful moment. John Philip Sousa was one of the greatest. He'll make it. <laughs> He's gonna be big in music one of these days. Yes, I promise is. you. God damn. Let's get let's let's stay here. We got this hobby lobby situation. Yes, we do. This was interesting. The Supreme Court, of course, crazy decision. A lot of people are very upset. It's hobby lobby, a bunch of evangelicals. You know, it's just bizarre now that we have I don't want to 
politicize my craft stores. <laughs> you know what happened? Yeah. What's Chick Fil A is getting politicized. Yeah. Can't go there because they don't like gay people. Who? I mean, and now art. This this. What if your glue gun broke? Go to Michael's. Is this a better art store? <laughs> yeah, Michael's is the other craft store. So there's, there's Hobby Lobby and there's Michaels. And Michaels is fine with giving women uh, birth control as and things. As far as I know, Michaels is cool with it. Michaels is cool with it. Hobby yeah. Lobby, no good. No good. Crazy, though. You just never thought you would live in a world where you had to like debate the political ramifications of going somewhere because you needed some new fabric to make your, uh, you know, to make some ridiculous... Um, you know, let's say no, maybe, uh, July 4th celebration <laughs> rug or something. Making some uh, felt stockings for yeah, your grandson for your on kid. Christmas. Can't go there, though. They don't enjoy my vagina. <laughs> so I got to go to Michael's. Michael's might be closed, though. Might and be. who knows what Michael's is thinking anyway. <laughs> it's nuts. Politicized craft stores. Yeah. What's going on here? I don't get it, man. And this is having some far-reaching effects. Mm -hmm. There's a, a group of religious leaders wrote a letter to President Obama on Tuesday asking them to be exempt from an pending executive order that would prohibit federal contractors from discriminating against lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender people in hiring practices. I'll only read it if it's in a scroll. <laughs> you know, if you want to believe in the primitive practices, uh, the, uh, the philosophies... Of thousands and thousands of years ago, then you gotta write everything in a scroll. Yeah, papyrus. Pa yeah, no, you can't email. Then you gotta make your own papyrus. Absolutely, get it done the old-fashioned way. You sell out. <laughs> so now these people don't want to hire any gays. No, they're done. No, they absolutely don't want to because they. I mean, that is the. I mean, the I will say this. I mean, in their defense, gays aren't like knocking down the door to work at Trinity Broadcasting. <laughs> You know, I mean, it's not as if these stores are uh, or these uh, facilities are particularly um, huge, uh, you know, draws. They're not, you know, they're not uh, like I referenced earlier, uh, you know, salt or uh, sugar or sugar, uh, sugar licks like, uh, you know, those fields would draw me in there. I mean, I can't imagine how many gay people would really want to work for these evangelical psychopaths. Well, but then again, there are some gay Christians out there who might feel slighted by this. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I've got a, uh, a list here of a lot of other uh, companies that might follow suit with Hobby Lobby. Mm. Uh, you got Freshway Foods. Freshway Foods? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They uh, pro produce, uh, pr they're a fresh produce processor and packer. What is that? Of the How does the orientation of the person putting the lettuce in the bag how does that matter uh, midwest fastener corp oh uh, midwest fastener corp huh electro lock incorporated zumbiel packaging hmm domino's farms eminent plastics mercino dewatering incorporated groat industries mm. tawn and black construction the american pulverizer company the American Pulverizer Company. So what do you guys do? <laughs> we, we break it. <laughs> you know when someone builds something real nice? We break it that. <laughs> we break it down. And there's a ton of others, too. Yeah, the American Pulverizer Company. The American Pulverizer Company. Good God. I mean, there's no other... What do you specialize in? Pulverization. Pulverization. That's ridiculous stuff. Yeah. So these companies don't want gays to work for them. Yeah. These are a lot of, these are all companies that Well, I'll tell you, American pulverizing company, apparently you never heard of a power bottom because that man will pulverize <laughs> anything. 
with his ass alone. Yeah. They also, uh, there's also Hustler Conveyor Company underneath the American Pulverizer Company umbrella. Oh, I see. It's yeah, a yeah. real, it's a real monopoly on the thing that nobody cares about. <laughs> yeah, they're a Missouri-based uh, company involved in the business of wholesale scrap metal recycling and manufacturing of related machines. It's unbelievable. I watched this documentary called "Abandon America," mm-hmm. and it, one of the places that's abandoned is called Detroit, Michigan, <laughs> and uh, no one wants to be there. No, I don't know why. In fact, I think there's a, a there's a fight right now to keep water going to seventy two thousand Detroit residents. They just don't want to give them any water they just anymore. Just don't want to give them water anymore. Mm. <laughs> they're gonna need it yeah <laughs> they're gonna want it i would assume they're, gonna and they're probably gonna need it running water i would say america give them water yeah <laughs> the, one, the one thing you can give people of detroit is some water that's it that's all you need to give them bunch of people going into those scrap metal fields over in detroit though mm-hmm. and it's bizarre these looters are like you know and then of course it just all gets sold to China because China is building at a rapid rate. They've yeah. built more uh, in the past couple of years than we have in like 150. Yeah. They're going crazy over there using all of our scrap metal to build their new high rises and new uh, incredible businesses. And there's no greater, uh, there's nothing greater than, um, there's nothing sadder and more, uh, there's nothing, we don't, you can see the downfall of America the greatest when you consider the fact that all of our ruined buildings are now being bought by the Chinese so they can make some nice new ones. So all of the stuff that we used to use to make stuff is being torn down. Because they called in the pulverizer company (laughs) into Detroit to pulverize everything. Yeah, yeah. And they they tore all that down, all the Mm -hmm. machines, all the buildings. Get rid of it. And we sold the scrap metal to China. We're selling it at at a high rate. Who is now using the metal that we used to yep. use to build things to build the companies to build things to sell them back to us. It's a vicious cycle. Wow. Well, yeah. it's not going to be a cycle anymore because before long, since we don't make things, we're not going to have the money to buy the stuff from China. Marcus, you're forgetting about how we pulverize things. <laughs> so everything We're going to run out of stuff to pulverize, man. Well, we have a lot more stuff to ruin. <laughs> don't give us some credit here. Please give America some credit. We'll, we'll pulverize a bunch of more stuff. <laughs> Sell it over to the Chinese. Fine. Great documentary. Abandoned America. Okay. Check it out. Well, it was about the uh, what the Salton uh, Lake as well over there. Mm-hmm. All right. You want to do that, uh, that? There's that gay guy who worked in the... Uh, the the uh, gay Christian who worked in the gay club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. While we're on the subject, uh, there was a guy who worked in this gay club. Uh, so out. everyone's suing everybody. That's what we're learning. Everyone's suing everybody. This is out in Illinois. There was this uh, Christian conservative gay man uh, mm. that worked at a gay bar called Sidetrack. Uh <laughs> Uh, and he is suing Sidetrack for being discriminatory and harassing towards his religious beliefs because during one of their weekly comedy nights, they contained anti-Christian and Christian mocking elements. It was a he, comedy night? It was a comedy night, yeah. He uh, testified that these offensive videos that they showed, they showed yeah. offensive videos. It included the following clips. A clip of Sarah Palin and her family being murdered in the woods with automatic rifles. 
Other clips of Sarah Palin interposed among gruesome clips from horror films. Clips of a group of men called the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence who were dressed in nun habits, used garish makeup, showed yeah. large pregnant bellies, held bottles of alcohol, and mocked Christians and Catholics in particular. There were also clips of a man in a loincloth aping being Jesus, acting like a, quote, buffoon, Uh-oh. acting intoxicated, intoxicated and seeking sexual favors from men. There were clips of a mm-hmm. Pope Benedict character with bizarre eyes and rotten teeth attacking individuals and clips of midgets dressed up as priests chasing young boys seeking sex. I can see the comedy in that last one. <laughs> All the so, rest of them kind of hacky. That last one pretty funny. So it's not like you didn't care about like the blowjobs in the bathroom. It was nope. the bad sketch? It was the- <laughs> that's, that's what really got to him? That's what caused the lawsuit? Yep. It was all the bad sketch and he said that he is quote pretty sure that he complained to somebody mm-hmm. about this but he can't recall when or to whom he made these complaints. Christians complain a lot then of course gays can be catty um, so I would assume his guy mentioned it a couple of times. <laughs> I'd imagine so. But this guy believes that he's being discriminated against, so he's uh, he's suing this gay bar. Hmm. I, I mean, it's just, you know, you quit. Yeah, just you leave. Know? Or just stay there and just suffer through it. I've been to a lot of open mics. You just <laughs> grin and bear. I mean, you're at a gay bar. I don't understand this whole, uh, you know, I feel like you can always be whoever you want to be. And if you're gay and you want to be Christian, feel free. But you can't be uh, working at a uh, gay bar during comedy night if your sensibilities are that sensitive that you can't deal with the little Jesus humor. Well, he said it wasn't just that. He said also that employees called him a traitor for being Christian because Christians hate gays. Told they don't that, love gays. I mean, I'm not gonna, I mean yeah. that's pretty true. Yeah. Uh, told him that Christians, including his parents, were awful people, stated that Christians were evil, threatened that if he wanted to keep working at Sidetrack, he needed to stop telling people that he is a Christian or a conservative or a Republican or any of that because you can't work at Sidetrack and be that. I mean, that's... Kind of, that's I mean, not right. I, I mean, mean I it's not like I can't work at Hobby Lobby and tell people I'm a Satanist. They're going to say, hey, stop telling people you're a Satanist. We can't fire you for being a Satanist, but just stop telling people you're a Satanist. I mean, or just do it and be real cool. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like it's an annoying thing to even bring up in the first place. Yeah. It's a gay bar. What would you do? I'll have a, uh, I'll have a uh, hurricane and a margarita for my boyfriend. And uh, did you know I'm a conservative Christian? <laughs> I do not care. Do you, can you put tequila in the drink? Thank you. More tequila. Please. I mean, who cares? Yeah. But bartenders are supposed to talk to people. Yeah. I feel like if you're working there, I think that would be a breath of fresh air. Something to talk about anyway. That would definitely be something to talk about. A Christian, gay, conservative man working at seemingly the gayest club in, what is this, Houston? Illinois. In Illinois. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, definitely, yeah. Definitely the gayest club in Illinois. No. Sidetrack. It's also a little bit, I feel like it's a little bit of an insensitive name towards gay people. Sidetrack? Yeah, sidetrack. How so? Because I feel like, why isn't it the main track? (laughs) Why isn't it the track? You know? Sidetrack? That assumes there's another track that's normal. Yeah. This is a sidetrack. That is true. I don't like the name sidetrack. I don't like it either. I'll sue him. But you got to keep this guy on board. That's what I say. Unless he's very bad at bartending. He could just be bad at his job. Yeah. It seems like he's divulging a little bit too much information. The whole, yeah. the whole point of bartending is to be charming so then you can get tips. And yeah. people say, oh, I like that bartender. He's just like me. But in reality, that bartender disagreed with everything you just said. It's not about knowing when to talk. It's knowing when to listen. That's right. It's a lot like radio. It's a lot like radio or being a barber. <laughs> you know? Those are the only things. God, I hate a chatty barber. 
Oh, a chatty barber. It's illegal in some states. <laughs> it is. It's illegal to talk to people while you cut their hair? Yeah, yeah, in some states. It is. There's, there's laws. Some little municipalities. Okay, fine, yeah. fine. I, I Googled it. I'll concede. Thank you. Very good. Um, all right, everyone. That's Marcus Parks on Twitter. I'm Ben Kissel on Twitter. Uh, yeah, go to iTunes and say something about the show. That would be nice. And... Um, I feel like that's pretty much it. I think so for today. Yeah. Yeah, we got to go record Roundtable. Oh, all right. All right, everyone. We'll talk to you soon. Goodbye. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.